This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. All right, let me stop playing. Let me stop playing. Man, oh man, the Washington football team looking a mess right now. Missing all these people and then got blown out on national TV by the Dallas Cowboys. Man, you got to be kidding me. I'm, I'm, I'm really debating whether I should give them a pass or not. I mean, come on. They were starting people like Milo Efler, who couldn't even take a video in time for NBC Sunday Night Football introductions. Just tragic. It's just tragic. They're missing a bunch of linebackers. They were starting David Mayo. But should I give them a pass? They were missing William Jackson. But at, the, but at the end of the day, and, and Brandon Scherf, at the end of the day, you still had Bobby McCain. You still had Cam Curl. You still, you got, um, what's the name back? You got Fuller back. Montez Sweat. Deron Payne. Jonathan Allen. James Smith-Williams. Casey Tuhill. It's all your starters on the D-line. That is so good. No Chase Young, but still got the rest of those guys. On the offensive side, you still got Eric Flowers. I mean, yeah, you on your fifth center, but that didn't matter when y'all was winning all those games in a row. You got Taylor Heineke, Terry McLaurin. Basically, all your receivers except Samuel. You got Antonio Gibson, who, I don't know, ran for like 90, 100 yards a game during your winning streak. Okay, you can say they barely practice and stuff. And those players weren't the same because of COVID. I mean, come on. The Browns were in the same situation. And they beat the Raiders. No, they, they lost. But they didn't lose by much. The Rams were in the same situation against the Seahawks. And they still won. Y'all just trash. So I've decided to not give you a break. Y'all trash. And you got washed. Turnovers. Special teams turnovers. Tress Way was your best player on Sunday. Come on, church. Come on now. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And the bird is going to say your benediction next Sunday. And I'm serious. And let the church say amen. They're going to say your benediction on Sunday. Your season's over. It's a wrap. Now, I know y'all going to go down swinging. That's why I'm giving an early prediction of 27-20 Eagles on Sunday, January 2nd. Now, I do not have COVID. I'm negative. I'm still not going to the game. I'd rather watch the game with my uncle. I would love to be at this de facto Eagles home game because already Washington fans are selling their tickets to Eagles fans who plan to basically take over FedEx Field on Sunday. Not that they weren't already going to do that, but they're definitely going to do that now. Not going to get that 50-50 type of split that that we got for the uh, Washington football versus Dallas game. So, there's going to be a lot of Eagles fans there. It's even going to be it's going to be even more than I thought. It's rap. We going to send we are going to see mm Oh. The bird 
is going to say your eulogy on Sunday. It's a wrap. Close casket after that game. It's over. You're done. And this was the team that the media tried to convince me. The media tried to convince me that the Washington football team was better than the Eagles. They tried to convince me all summer long that they were better than the Eagles. They even laughed at the thought of the Eagles being anywhere near the top two in the NFC East. And look who is second in the NFC East by two games. The Bird. You done messed up. I told y'all from the beginning that they were going to be 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, but most likely 10-7. and seven. I told y'all. And it looks like they're headed towards that. They should beat Washington even though Washington's getting healthier and they're going to be pissed off. They're coming home. They're going to be pissed off from getting embarrassed by the Cowboys. They're going to be pissed off from losing to the Eagles on last Tuesday. All of that, but at the end of the day, you in trouble because you're going to respect the bird. Let's go. And speaking of the Eagles, you know, they came out slow once again against the Giants. I don't know what it is about them versus the Giants the last, I don't know, four games. But, you know, they was playing with them. They was playing around. The Giants somehow, as bad as Jalen was playing in the first half, somehow, somehow the Giants had even worse quarterback play and even worse line play, and the Eagles just teed off on them in the first half. And that's what kept them in the game is that the the Eagles' defense was on them. They was on the Giants. But once the offense woke up, just like the Washington game towards the end of the second quarter, it was a wrap. You even got Lane Johnson catching touchdowns. It's a wrap. It's over. Man, you ain't messing with this team right now. I just wish they can play like this in the first half. Now, we lost Miles Sanders, and we lost Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett has COVID. He's one of our starting DNs. Miles Sanders was resurging, and now he's hurt again. But that's okay because we got Jordan Howard you can't tackle him. You got Boston Scott, who is a, a kind of a scat back. He's very quick. So Washington think shit is a game because we won't have Miles Sanders, who they couldn't stop on Tuesday. They're still in trouble. Now, what I expect Washington to do on January 2nd, the Washington sitcom, the fighting Dan Snyders. Dan Snyder's a clown, by the way. Um, what I expect them to do is stack the box, blitz Jalen Hurts, and play man-to-man on outside. That's that's what I'm expecting from them. That, that's what I'm expecting. It might work at first, but they're going to get cooked at some point. It's not going to work in the long run. They're going to get tired. We're going to body them. I'm not worried about Taylor Heineke because he hasn't been playing well. So... At some point, they're going to put in Kyle Allen. I wouldn't even be surprised if he starts. Wouldn't even be surprised. That's how bad Taylor Heineke has been playing. I know, I know he got sick and all. I know, I know he didn't really have that much practice time. But come on, he's your professional. 
You've gotten this far. You've started this many games. Come on, man. Let's quit with the excuses. You're going to respect the bird. And Washington football team, you in trouble. And I say trash, trash. You can tell Washington football, they are trash, trash. And ain't going nowhere. And I say trash, trash. Tell the New York Giants they are trash, trash, and ain't going nowhere. I had to bring that back. I had to bring that back. <laughs> you already know these fools ain't going nowhere. You're done. But I forgot to mention that fight between Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. I was cracking up, bro. I was crying. That was the funniest thing. That is typical Washington sitcom nonsense. This is why this is a sitcom. They do stuff like that. And, of course, you know, on the field they had a block punt. That was very Washington sitcom light. They let some seven-string receiver get a 60-yard reception, almost fucking scored, juked like eight people. That is typical Washington sitcom nonsense. And there's no excuses because you see the Rams and the Browns handle that correctly. Even the Eagles last year when we played y'all at the end of the season, for you to go to the playoff, like half of our roster was either hurt or opted out of the game or were, or the coach sat them out. And we benched Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter. No excuses. You swept the Cowboys last year. They were missing a ton of people, and they were missing Dak Prescott. No excuses. No excuses. It's your turn now. So I don't want to hit. You just trash. Better luck next year. If you beat us, well, I guess that that's positive for you. I mean, get a chance to ruin our season. Good luck with that. You about to get this work. And the Cowboys, I wouldn't get too excited. I wouldn't start the Super Bowl train just yet. You still overrated. I got to see this consistently from you. I got to see this consistently. You had two defensive touchdowns. Well, you had a defensive touchdown and you had a special teams touchdown. Come on, man. You're not that nice. Let's see what you do against the Cardinals. Let's see what you do against the Bird in Philly. And then in the playoffs... Most likely, because I got you losing these next two games, most likely you'll be the fourth seed, and you'll have to play the loser of the Cardinals and the Rams. You might have to play the 49ers. You, you could possibly win that game. I mean, all three teams got inconsistent quarterback play. Yes, that includes Kyler Murray, who is going to smoke y'all. But in the playoffs, I don't know. The Rams, they're very talented. They're, they're better than you. They got a better team, but inconsistent quarterback play, inconsistent defensive play. And the 49ers, honestly, they're better than you two. But Jimmy G holds them back. I mean, he's hurt. He's hurt. So he might not even play. Okay, say you get Trey Lance in the playoffs at Dallas. He's inexperienced. Y'all won't cook him. Okay, so you might not be a first-round exit. But you better hope, you might not be a first-round exit, but you better hope that you can force these quarterbacks into mistakes. 
But if somehow you get the second seed, most likely you're gonna have to play the bird again. And um, I don't care if the game's in Dallas, you're gonna be in trouble, especially if you can't stop the run because we're gonna keep Dak Prescott off of the field. So I would I would calm down. You haven't done anything yet, but you played a great game. You put your foot on the Washington football team's neck, and you didn't let up. But don't get too happy. You're not that good. You're about to get this work. Your ceiling is the second round. Let me run that back. I said your ceiling is the second round. I'm just saying. But my original predictions for the NFC East was Eagles first, Cowboys a close second, Giants third, Washington fourth. I was a little wrong. I was a little off. But hey, whatever. The bird ain't in last like all these experts, quote unquote, was saying. But we're not done yet. Not done yet. We got some unfinished business to take care of. We got to preach this Washington football eulogy. Then we got to bring the Cowboys off of cloud nine. And then it's off to the playoffs. Where I predict they will either play the Cowboys or the Bucks. Now, the Eagles play the Buccaneers. I don't know how in the world that was a six-point game in Philly when the Buccaneers were clearly a better team, especially in the first half. So imagine now. Even if, even though the game's in Tampa Bay, just imagine now with the Eagles playing better how this game is going to turn out. And they may not get everyone back for this game. You got to look out. No one's going to pick us to win. Even Eagles fans are going to pick Tampa Bay. But me, we go to Tampa Bay, I like our chances. And then now when we go to Lambeau after that, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know if I can pick the Eagles at Lambeau. But at Tampa Bay, I like our chances. Just saying, let's see how this turns out, though. I, You know, I would get into the rest of the NFL, but let, let's let's move on. Let's save that for the, another show. Let's save that for the next show, which will be after the new year. Uh, let's talk about Christmas games real quick. So I managed to watch a little bit of all of them. Maybe the, the least I watched was... The last one. And I think the Suns and Warriors, too. I barely watched that. But the Hawks and Knicks, I had tickets. No one picked my tickets up off the free agent market. So I got stuck with them. So I took a loss. That's the money I won't get back. I mean, it is what it is. That's just how I go. Like, I don't think I paid for protection. I don't think I did. So I couldn't get that money back. That's an L. Oh, well, I, I never thought I would have COVID symptoms. I never thought I'd be coughing. But you should have expected unexpected, especially this time. It sucks. I'm negative. And I'm like, I could have I could have went to this damn game. But, you know, I didn't go through the trouble. And I stayed home and I chilled. But, you know, the Hawks were missing a ton of people. No Heritor. No Trey Young. They got Clint back. They had Cam Reddish. They had, uh, um, what is that got John Collins. But they were starting a lot of people 
that just they're just straight up not going to be playing that much for the Hawks. They had Lance Stevenson on the court. Lance Stevenson. So, I mean, it's good for him to come back to New York and, and play at the Garden on Christmas. That's good for him. But, I mean, come on. No chance against New York. Well, I mean, like like the Hawks usually do, they stayed in it at first by shooting threes and, you know, making threes and stuff. But at the end of the day, man, Kimba had a triple-double. Um, too much Fournier, too much Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, it was a highlight reel. He was killing him. He, he, was, he was looking like he was at uh, Dayton. Between the leg, dunks, alley-oops, no one tried to guard him the entire game. Like, killed them. And the Knicks won by 20. And they were still saying F Trey Young. But that's okay. Trey Young's back. And the Knicks going to have to go to Atlanta on January 13th. I wish I was there, but I can't go. Um, Especially since I'm going to be, ironically, in New York. But there's another game going on in New York. It's Brooklyn versus the Thunder. I'm sure the Nets will be favored by, I don't know, 10, 13. They're going to be favored by a lot because they should have KD back. I mean, Kyrie won't get to play because it's in New York. But um, KD's probably playing. Harden's probably playing. It's over. So um, I expect that game to be a blowout. But KD versus the Thunder, it would be better if the game was in OKC. But... It's in Brooklyn, so I'm going to enjoy it. So, just got to make sure I have my Vax card. <laughs> oh, man. What, what was what else I was about to say? All right. So, yeah, Hawks got, got them out the way. Uh, they were depleted. Knicks got them out the way. So, then um, we had the Bucks and Celtics, which I wasn't expecting to watch. Well, I was going to try to catch some of it at like a local sports bar if I went to New York. But instead, I was at the house chilling, so why not? I watched it, and it was a big surprise. What an ending. Uh, the Bucks turned up. Giannis basically just went beast mode, and whenever that happens, it's over. And so they took that game from the Celtics, who basically was the better team for like three quarters. But I knew they messed up once the Bucks got it to single digits because the Celtics, I think they were up 20 at one time or somewhat close to that. So they, the once the Bucks got it to less than 10, I was like, oh, they messed up. And it was mid-third quarter. I was like, yeah. Yeah, they're in trouble now. <laughs> oh, man. And the Bucks were somewhat healthy. They got Middleton. They got Giannis. They got Portis. I think they got Connaughton. Like, they're pretty healthy right now, despite all this COVID stuff going on. They're looking pretty healthy. They're looking pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, they they did what they were supposed to do at the end. Uh, Celtics just went ice cold. It is what it is. You know, it was, it, it was good for the Milwaukee fans. It was, it was good for them the, the way that game turned out. And how the Bucks just took control at the end. Now, okay, so then, then it was Suns Warriors. Now this is the problem. I'm mad it happened at the same time 
as Browns and Packers. So my attention mostly went to Browns and Packers because I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, and this is a big game for Baker Mayfield and the Browns. So I had to watch it. And that game was amazing, despite all the turnovers from Baker Mayfield. That was still a game that went down to the wire, but it was a disappointment because the refs didn't call pass interference at the end. And the Baker Mayfield haters had a field day. And they even partied harder when OBJ caught a touchdown, yet another touchdown, on Sunday. His fourth in five games. So, I'm like, Baker Mayfield haters had a great Christmas weekend. And I'm just like, whatever. You still better respect Baker because uh, he coming for you next. He's a legend. You know, I don't, it's hard to doubt legends, especially sooner legends. So, go ahead, have your fun now. Have your all your I told you shows now. Pop champagne, do what you need to do. But Baker Mayfield is coming, and you in trouble. And I'm gonna be, I'm coming right back at you with that same energy. Back to the Christmas games. Now I did end up watching the highlights of Suns Warriors, and it's just that um, it looked a lot like the first time they played in Phoenix, just back and forth, back and forth. But and the Phoenix had everybody. They had Devin Booker this time. Just back and forth, back and forth. Steph Curry making ridiculous threes. But at the end of the day, too much Otto Porter. It looked like Otto Porter before the contract, right before the contract, Otto Porter. Oh, you got that Otto Porter? You done. He was clutch, and it was kind of a surprise. It was kind of a shock to me. He killed him. Uh, he was really clutch, hit some big shots, and the Warriors won again, and they just look like they're the best team in the league. Western Conference Finals, let's just skip to Suns and Warriors. They're the two best teams in the West, and it's not even close. I'll be shocked if anyone challenges them in the playoffs. It's going to be Suns and Warriors. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in the East. It's, that's looking like Bucks and Nets, but... It's looking like Suns and Warriors in the East, and I can't wait to see that seven-game series. It's going to be dope. Now, we'll see, man. Nets and Lakers, I thought I was going to fade. I thought I wasn't going to watch at all, especially since KD was out. But I end up watching the second half, and, man, that was a fun second half. The Lakers going on a 15-0 run. Uh, LeBron just going to the rack, putting his head down. And I was like, when when LeBron gets like this, and he's not stepping back shooting threes, y'all in trouble. But also, but also, you know, he hit a big three, though. He hit a long three when he took that shot. I think it was a three to tie the game in the fourth quarter. I was like, no, 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 what are you doing? And he made it. I was like, ooh, ooh, I'm dancing with it. Ooh, man. What a game. What a game in the fourth quarter. Just this back and forth. Um, the Lakers looked like they had control, but every time it looked like they had complete control, Harden would get to the rim and get fouled, or Patty Mills would hit a back-breaking three. And what about Claxton with that dunk on LeBron? Oh, my God. That, that, was, the, that was the dagger right there. 
uh, Russell Westbrook missing dunks and layups down the stretch. I was like, wow. It was disappointing, but I just wanted to look at everyone's reaction because I knew people were going to overreact. Um, Russell Westbrook is, <clears throat> I mean, I know from Russell Westbrook being a wizard, he is like that. And, you know, this happens sometimes. But y'all need to stop the disrespect. Y'all disrespecting Westbrook, too. But I wanted to see the reaction, and the reaction was hilarious. The, the Lakers fans are done with him. Like, this was the last straw. They, they're looking, I mean, come on. You know what's the last straw when Ben Simmons is trending after Russell Westbrook missed a layup and a dunk that basically cost the Lakers the game. I mean, should they have done like the Kings did against the Cavs? When they had a lineup that went on that big run, they stuck with them. They stuck with Davion Mitchell, Buddy Hill, Satu, and Marvin Bagley. They stuck with that lineup. Even though they lost, they stuck with that lineup. I feel like maybe the Lakers should have did that, should have kept um, Stanley Johnson and, you know, Malik Monk. It was one other person I was cooking. Yeah, should have just kept them with LeBron. Like, that was the lineup that, that brought you back. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why they sat whoever to put uh, Westbrook back in the game. I guess, I guess you know, he's your star. You got to trust him. But he, no, no. It wasn't his game. But it's okay, though. Westbrook is still Westbrook, and he's going to be like that. And he's going to be like that, and Lakers fans going to apologize when it's all said and done. Now, that, that play where he didn't guard uh, Patty Mills, Man, oh, man. Now, that that was bad. But it also made me want to – it also inspired me. It also inspired me to work on my jump shot so I could shoot like Patty Mills because that dude was going off. He had another 30-something point game, and I'm like, this guy is like that. He is the reason why the Nets are going to be tough. You got him. Harden, Katie, and there's a there's a chance that New York eases a chance. There's a chance that New York eases their COVID restrictions because, you know, you see how fast things change with COVID in a month. So just imagine, you know, how things could go in, in May, in April or May. Who knows? They might ease their restrictions and then Kyrie can play. Just imagine Kyrie. Harden, KD, and then Patty Mills, and then don't have LaMarcus Aldridge playing like he did against the Cavs. Milwaukee has no answer for that. There's no way. Man, Patty Mills is the truth. And I got to get my jump shot like him because it's a wrap if I do. All right, let's get into some other D.C. sports that's not the Washington sitcom. Uh, okay, Trez, I mean, another Another blowout against the Sixers. I guess I was right to fade that game. I thought about going. My man Zach uh, brought up going. And I was like, you know, that might be a good idea. And uh, I decided not to go. It was a great choice. It was the right choice. We got blown out again. Because we don't match up with this current iteration of the Sixers. We, I mean, we've won one time. Out of like the eight, nine times we played them the last year or so, 
we've only won one time. And most of these games are blowouts. We just don't match up well with them. Even without Ben Simmons, we don't match up well with the Sixers. Got blown out again. And Trez got trolled by Embiid. I mean, Embiid, he threw a shoulder into Trez. But to be honest, it was kind of a flop. Like, it wasn't that much of an L. It wasn't no elbow. It was kind of a shoulder, but it wasn't no elbow. Trez kind of flopped, but still he hard fouled Embiid, and Embiid didn't like it, so he grabbed Trez, and Trez grabbed back, and Trez is like, Trez don't be playing. Like, he played with enough aggression. Now you give him a reason to play with more aggression and want to fight? Oh, that just set Trez off. And then he was frustrated, and in the very next play, Embiid, he got an and one on Trez. It was a it was a weak call. It, it wasn't an and one. Trez barely touched him. But he got an and one. Embiid yelled. It, it wasn't in Trez's face like I thought. But he did that, kind of sideswiped Trez, and Trez got frustrated and pushed him, and the rest weren't having that. So they, they threw out Trez. He, he had just got a tech like two minutes ago. So Trez was out. Embiid smiled. He was loving it. He was laughing. And then the Sixers just went on to blow us out. Like, I guess the Wizards are going to be a playing team. Like, uh, unless they, like, find something. And this is about Bradley Bill. We didn't have Bradley Bill, but I don't think it would have mattered. You know, until they figure something out and start playing like they did at the beginning of the season. They are going to be a play-in team at best, and we better hope that these games are at home. Because if not, if we got to play like Atlanta or something, we're fucked. Trey Young, ice trade a game. He's going to he's gonna close out Capital One Arena for the season. Or if we got to go down there, walk them to Atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day, it's over going to get killed. They're going to run us out of the, out of State Farm Arena. What other teams are down there? New York Knicks. We just beat them, but that would be a tough matchup here or at the Garden. I mean, I don't know what else, but, but, but you know, it, it, we looking like a playing team. It's not good, bro. Not good. And Trez getting, you know, destroyed by um, Embiid is just sad. It's ridiculous. So, we're just not looking good, dog. I think we got to play Cleveland two more times. We do. I could go to that game. That game is this week. And I canceled my Jamaica trip, or at least I postponed it. So, I'm available to go to that game. I could go, but I doubt I'm going to go. Especially with Metro being the way it is right now. I I doubt I'm going to go. I I think Cleveland's going to kill us. And um, I think Chicago's going to kill us on New Year's Day. But I, I still might go to that game. We'll see. But I think I think the, the Bulls and the Cavs are going to kill us. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see, though. Uh, so, real quick, before I get into the hypothetical, uh, the Mystics got the number one pick. I don't know how. I really don't know how. Especially when they were one game away from making the playoffs. 
But but then again, you got to realize that eight teams make the playoffs out of 12. So that means the Mystics were bottom four. So maybe it's not that far-fetched that they got the number one pick. Especially with higher odds being a bottom four team. But, man, I think we still got talent, though. We got Maisha Hines-Allen. We got, to my knowledge, we still got T-Cloud. We still got Deladon. We still got Tina Charles. There's still some talent on this team. I mean, Meg Gustafsson's on the rise, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know if she's going to be on the team. But, I mean, we, we got some good core veteran pieces. And then you add a number one pick? And every projection has got us picking Ryan Howard from Kentucky. So I've been looking at her highlights, and she's 6'2", long arms. Um, can shoot pretty well from three. I mean, well, she's 33% this year. I mean, I guess that's all right. But, you know, she can definitely shoot three. Um, when she get it going, she got kind of she got a little thicker body than the average women woman's basketball player. You know, she I mean she got thick thick, but she she got a thicker build. She kind of got like that Harrison Barnes look going on. Just maybe yeah, got that Harrison Barnes look going on. Just maybe a little bit bulk. And I love the way she finishes at the rim. I love how on defense. She can um, disrupt ball handlers with her long arms. I would love to have this this girl. Like, she, I don't know. I guess we'll put her on a wing. Um, just imagine her, Ariel Atkins, and Maisha Hines-Allen. Like, that's going to be vicious. And then if you add Deladon and, and Tina Charles, y'all in trouble. And, and, you know, when these veterans leave, we got someone we can build the future around we i guess we build the team around her and maisha hines allen and all we got to do is you know get some more draft picks and some more veteran pieces around her and it's a wrap we got a dynasty y'all in trouble we got y'all let us get the number one pick and we still got and we still got all these pieces don't let deladon get back to her mvp form y'all really in trouble now Y'all, we, we went in a title. I know I said this last year and then we didn't make the playoffs. But, you know, we didn't expect Deladon to be out most of the season. It's over. We got the number one pick. And this girl's pretty good. So, y'all in trouble. I know I said that a lot this show. But, no, y'all, seriously, it's a wrap. Let this girl, if this girl ends up being a superstar, oh, man. On this team? Mm. And then, in the future... We build around her. Mm. Listen, when Paige and Caitlin Clark, when Paige Beckers and Caitlin Clark come out, if we somehow get them with Ryan Howard, it's over. It is a wrap. It's it's a dynasty. We about to look like Seattle Storm and Phoenix Mercury. It's over. Game over. Y'all, it's over, man. Oh, man.
Look out for my squad. And then maybe they can beat the Las Vegas Aces without me, you know, lusting over Liz Cambage the whole time. But, yeah, <laughs> it's over, man. I'm telling you, y'all in trouble. Anyway, it's time for the hypothetical game of the episode last of the year. This last hypothetical game of the episode is a four by one relay in honor of me going to Jamaica or I was supposed to go to Jamaica. I'm going to, um, again, put JT in it. JT was supposed to be JT from the city girls was in the hypothetical game of the episode versus an internet troll. In my last episode that I recorded live from Montego Bay, Jamaica. So she was in that. So, hey, she going to be in this in honor of that trip and my now postponed trip to Jamaica. So we got this time, no internet troll fighting. Um, This time is a four by one relay between... The female rappers, you got Meg The Stallion, Cardi B, Young Miami, and JT herself versus the Jamaican national team. You got Brianna Williams, Shelly Ann Frazier Price, Sharika Jackson, Elaine Thompson, hurrah. And of course, this takes place in Jamaica. But here's the twist. Here's the twist. Jamaican national team gets a 150 meter head start. No. No, 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 no. That's wrong. The female rappers get a 150 meter head start. So, so okay. So starting off the race for the rappers is Meg the Stallion, then it's Cardi B at the second leg. The third leg will be Young Miami, one half of the City Girls, and JT will be the anchor. The other half of the City Girls, the one that you know I like. Oh, they both fine. But <laughs> but yeah. The one that was on my mind in Jamaica last year. So yeah. So of course, uh Jamaica, of course, they're going to start with Brianna Williams, Shelly Ann Frazier Price, who is a legend and got gold medals and stuff. And I think she was silver in the 100 meter dash um, at, in the Olympics. You got Sharika Jackson, who's really good as well. And Elaine Thompson Hurrah, who's the fastest 100 meter dash woman in the world. So there you go. So, boom, we're off. Jamaica team stays in place, and Meg the Stallion takes off. She takes off. She's running at a decent speed, not not all that fast, and she turns the corner, and she gets an okay exchange to Cardi B, who tries to run as fast as she can. She gets halfway, and then the second. 
gun starts, and Brianna Williams takes off. She takes off, runs a good first leg, and at this moment, right before she hands off the baton, Cardi B gets it to Young Miami, who runs a decent, a decent leg. And in the meantime, Shelly Ann Frazier Price is moving at the speed of light, and she gets to Sharika Jackson right before Young Miami gets to JT. They have a sloppy exchange. At this time, Sharika gets it to, no, Shelly Ann gets it to Sharika. Sharika is turning the corner. Right as, right as JT gets the baton, then Sharika runs a fast 100, gets it to Elaine Thompson, hurrah. But JT's 40 meters away. Thompson, hurrah, is moving. She's gone. She is, she is moving. She is fast on JT's tail. JT's at the 30, the 20, the 10, but she beats the finish line before Thompson Hurrah catches up to her. She gets her by a whole like two seconds or so, or, or like a whole second or so, second or two. But the point is, the rappers win. They hold off the Jamaican national team and they take advantage of the head start. So there you go. That's the hypocrite. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in there because that's funny. That's the hypothetical hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. It's over. Psych I lied. Happy New Year, everybody. And go to GoatLevelTees.com for your merch and the eventual blog and other things. All stop shop for everything Goat Level brand. So, and also a end of the year compilation is coming out. But for real, though, I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.